Welcome back to the Time Alive podcast. This is episode 23, hosted by myself, Dominic, and co-host, Liam. Let's fucking go. Where we talk about interesting topics, interesting theories, come up with controversial opinions <laughs> on a lot of things. Controversial theories. And I'd like to add one, find hot takes on a lot of things this oh, yeah. episode. <laughs> All right, let's get started, everybody. It's gonna. It's been a, it's I don't know. It's time. been a month or something. Yeah. Yep. Fi- Liam finally decided to upload episode seventeen, a short hey, teaser, basically of twenty-one minutes. There's long. more to come. There's more to come. I mean, we still got to do a hundred episodes every day. So. so. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I was thinking about it the other day, and I was. I already have all the paperwork to do it. Where I can actually submit for an LLC. I still haven't done an LLC yet. And I'm almost thinking about doing it right now. I'm like, I what had to go you, get... What do you think we're going to use that for? I don't know Yeah, It's it's one of those things where I just got an LLC because you can actually get a lot of tax benefits for starting a business. And obviously, I'm paying for most of this stuff because yeah. <laughs> I'm making more money anyway. So I'm like, yeah. uh, maybe I'll... Uh, Maybe I'll invest some of it into the business, put the mon- put more money in for the OLC. I just got to send a note. Basic- well, I just got to send the money at this point. I think it's like 100 or something. No, it's like $75 just to yeah. get an LLC. I had to get, I had to mail checks to me. But that- thankfully, Bank of America doesn't really cost any money to don't do it. Don't you have to like... Like when you're like getting a loan for like an LLC, don't you have to explain to them like how you're like gonna make profit and stuff like that, or is that for something? Um. Else? Well, they also look at your personal credit as well. It's not even just the bank notice. You can actually. I'm still looking into it. That's that's the one thing I never really fully understood is like how do you say that this was the business expense like travel like that's a yeah. business expense i have to pay out of my pocket just to come here so i'm like well maybe i can find a way to maybe lower my taxes by starting a business so i'm like you know what at this point i'm just ready to send in the llc and then hope for the best next year and be like here's what i paid for and keep it all in quickbooks keep all my expenses what I use the money for on this and maybe take a big tax break or what. I don't know how it works exactly yet. I haven't really looked too much into it. I've started looking into it. I just never really have done it fully. Yeah. It's just one of those things like, where I'm just like, all right, I'm just kind of done with this. <laughs> I need to get it in there. What would we even like invest the money with that we get? Like, what would you use it towards? You know, that's the whole thing. I just don't know. Like, they're the, the limits are endless right now. We just have to find something that'll work. And I believe we just need to like sit down and be like, okay, this will work. This might not work. It's just one of those things where just have to like suck it up and be like, okay, how can we actually make money at this? Like, obviously we're yeah. doing a podcast for really free at this point because one, we don't have big enough platform. Obviously we're only still on one platform under Spotify. Yeah. Mostly. And no, no shame to that, but it's like, okay, well, we need to expand our reach out to maybe Apple Podcasts or YouTube eventually. We've still got to get a camera yeah. and everything for that. But it's like, that's a huge expense just trying to do that. And maybe I'll hopefully, I don't know how the taxes are going to work exactly. That's the whole thing too. Because 
I almost thought about doing an LLC for Time Life podcast, but then going out and claiming it under a office, basically apartment, try to mm. basically get the yeah. apartment and rent that out for a as a business expense because we'd be using it to do the podcast. That's the whole thing. So I'm like, all right, let me see if I can figure out a way to do that. And I started looking into it. I'm like, there is a way to do it, but it comes out of your pocket in the beginning. And then when you get the taxes back, I don't know how much you actually get back for taxes for doing that, for starting a business. Because obviously I just know so many people who start their businesses and like 80% of them, fail basically it's yeah it's way much. higher than 80 percent on top of that especially if we're like a podcast too like how are we gonna like generate it's just so like hard to make money stuff like that yeah like we need to figure out like a way like i was thinking we offer like a patreon kind of thing and i don't know maybe we offer like a special guest to come on like i've seen podcasts like go over like zoom or something like that or i don't know one of those like um, like virtual like meeting platforms they like kind of talk on there or we just like have a patreon like like as a community and then like different sections like you can maybe ask like questions or like have us like um, like discuss a topic that you were thinking about like wanting to hear about I don't know I just think like one of those like monthly subscription things would be a good idea for people i don't know it's just one of those things where we're not really big enough to do that though that's the whole yeah thing. it just doesn't really feel like we're getting our outreach we'd have to get the the uploading under under control yeah. first yeah get that uh get that consistent first before we even start doing anything else on top of that it's just that's that's like one of the biggest things where i'm like I've told Liam from the very beginning, I'm like, this is the number one hardest thing and simplest thing to do is staying consistent. It's yeah. so fucking hard to get there and do it, but it's also really easy just to do it once you're there. It's just one of those things where it's the same thing with me going to the gym. Like my biggest issue about going to the gym is showing up every day. That is the hardest part is just showing up. Right. But when I do show up, I put in a hundred percent. Yeah. It's, Once you're there, it's like so easy to actually work out, put in the effort and stuff. But even, we, even if it's 10, 20 minutes, that's still something you did yeah. versus you just sitting at home Compared doing absolutely to, uh, nothing. Did you know that the people who go to the gym are stronger than yes, 90% stronger, yes. Yes. are stronger than <laughs> no they're stronger than 90% of people in the world so those 10% of people who go to the gym are the strongest out of 90% out of 100% of, of all the world I don't know about because that because not a lot of people go to the gym like think about it you're going I feel to the like gym. In the I don't feel like that's entirely true oh my gosh okay well, well then you have to think about maybe you're going the to the gym annoyance or uh, you're, you're going to them 30 minutes a day Right, you know what I mean. You're putting in work. You're putting effort. That's point one percent. You're getting point one percent better every single day. I feel like this is stronger. just for America, though, because there's a lot of countries well, that yeah, sure. believe in yeah. walking every day, and you have to like walk around to do things. In America, you really don't. Like, there's so many excuses for you to just sit around and do nothing because you have all these different platforms like Amazon, Facebook. I actually uh, got rid of TikTok. Finally, and I, and I feel so much more like productive. Like now, I mean, this was like a couple of days ago, but after like getting rid of it, I'm like, oh wow, I have nothing on my phone that 
is stopping me from like not like being productive because what I usually do it'll be like such a habit like I'll just be on my phone like not wanting to do work and I can literally just close my eyes click a button and it'll instantly like take me to TikTok like that's how like adjusted my hand was of clicking that button every single day because I was just so fucking addicted to watching it I know and, and I kept like, saying it to you I'm like dude you're gonna get addicted to it you're yeah. gonna get addicted to it honestly I got kind of thankful I was never really addicted to TikTok though I was never really into YouTube shorts, YouTube, like, well, I mean, I don't mind. I My biggest issue now is I just have a bunch of free time at, well, I wouldn't consider free time at work. I still, I still do the job, but it's like some yeah. of those things, I'm just like sitting there for like fucking half an hour waiting for it to do one thing, but it takes, it has to take its time, obviously, to actually cut the part. And thankfully, I don't really have to do too much because it has automations, that's kind of nice so you get paid just to chill and work on one, it's like a one yes single no, part a week. Like, that's literally all. You just can't mess up. Like, but that's then literally I, it. But then I was, like, looking into it. Yeah, we have – we. I think, thank goodness I'm going to school at the same time, but also it kind of sucks at the same time. But they're having mandatory overtime of 10 hours, so you have to be there 50 hours a week until the end of July. You, for, like, new people? No, just the whole, the whole, the whole staff, uh, the whole staff has to, has to be there 50 hours Jesus. a week until the end of July. Why? Because we're just so behind on parts. It's, that's the whole thing. And then Jesus. funny enough, I was talking to, I, it was some girl I saw on Bumble and I was like, she worked at Honeywell. I was like, no fucking way. She worked at Honeywell. And I messaged her. I'm like, no way you work at Honeywell. And she's like, yeah, I do. And she's like, I work too much there. I'm like, okay. How many hours you work? And she said they actually have to work fifty six hours. Damn. Yeah, that's mandatory myself, overtime. Bro. It sucks. It so sucks. Ass. It sucks. But I'm like, dude, this isn't really that bad, honestly. I'm used to doing fifteen hour days. Basically, I basically wake up and go to school, or and then go right to work after, and then go home. And I still find time to do shit. Well, you're making a lot of money, though. I mean, not really. When you think about it, I'm not really making that much money. I know people, well, I don't know personally well, people, but like, you know, there's just so many YouTube videos out there and they're saying that a lot of people are making, some people make like a thousand bucks an hour. It's just fucking insane well, how much they value their time. And a lot of that goes into like, think about it. If you're owning a, if you're owning a business, right, you have to be good at sales, which is basically commission. You're getting money for selling something to somebody. Which is one of the best ways to make money. And you want to know what the worst way is? Getting paid an annual salary is the worst way. Because yeah. the salary kind of sucks in, because yeah. they, they can fuck you almost over. Yep. You're coming in and you could be working over 40 hours. Then you'll and get that's paid 40. Yeah, you'll get paid for only 40. Which that's is a, the that's part. the part that sucks. I'm like, honestly, one of the hardest parts about being a salary man, a salaried person, thank goodness I'm not yet, but... I know my dad is a salary worker and he had to work, I think, an extra like five hours every week. And he's only getting paid for 40 hours, which kind of sucked. I'm like, yeah. really? This kind of sucks. Yeah. But then again, he's making at least 100 grand a year. But obviously, after taxes, he's only making about 70, 75. I don't know, something like that. I don't know the exact number. I don't really care. I just know he's over 100. My mom makes more, but. That make 
that makes perfect sense because she has a PhD. My dad yeah, has a bachelor's, yeah. so it's like to. okay, that makes a it lot makes, of sense. Yeah, if you're not making more than the but then you have, but there's still that's the hardest part about working a nine to five. Is you just you're so limited be, on how much money you can earn because you just you're trading your time for money, and that's the problem behind it. But at the same time, like no matter what you do, you're gonna trade your time for money. It's just a matter of how much are you willing to sacrifice and how much are you willing to really go at it and fail and fail and fail, make no money for a while and then figure out something that works and then expand on it and just keep growing and growing it until you make basically unlimited amount of money. It's just like apartments, people owning apartments where you get a consistent paycheck of $1,500 a month. We'll just make up some number. I was watching like Grant Cardone and all those people who were into real estate. I'm like, okay, but how do I get into real estate? Like, I don't make enough money to fucking do that. Like, there's no way I make enough money. It's just one of those things where I'm not a veteran, so I don't get a 0% down interest. I that I actually listen watching somebody who said that, that when you are a veteran uh, or in the military, you actually get a... VA, you can get a VA loan for a house with zero percent down. Really, zero percent down. That's and he wow. capitalized on that by he bought an apartment with zero percent down. He got his loan, and he got a two bedroom apartment. He bought it out. And the thing with that is, you're you're taking a huge risk on top. You're of basically that. paying more money actually. Because think about it, you put twenty thousand down on a house, right? Let's say the house is $100,000. You're putting 20% down on that house. That's 20% less than what you would have to be paying every single month. Now, if you were to get that loan, the the VA loan, you would be paying, you would need to be paying 100%, which, think about it, costs a lot more money per month than if you were to put that 20, uh, uh, that 20% down. You know what I mean? Like, think about $100,000 dollars uh, Divided by, I don't know, a certain amount of months that you have to pay it off. Compared to $80,000 divided by the certain amount of months you have to pay it off. The, obviously, the 80000 is going to be less per month than 100000 You know what I mean? So, like, I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess that could be good. But it can also be all really, really bad because you're paying well, then, more. But then again, good. he's also got a lower interest rate, too, on top of that. So not only does he get That's the 0% down, he does too, get the, though, the, cause the lower. Because then you're still paying more. Well, obviously, he's still going to be paying more, but... Um, That's just the way I look at things. I mean, people people say that, oh, yeah, I got low, low interest rate. You know, I didn't have to pay any down payment. That's that's way worse than I would rather have a 20% down payment be paying a higher interest rate because then I can get that paid off a lot quicker, which saves me a lot more money in the long run. Well, you got to think about thing. it in the future. You got to have money point. to do that. Yeah. Obviously, you don't have money. You're in school obviously so you have basically zero dollars <laughs> yeah. to your name at this point <laughs> i'm working a blue apron job is what it's called and i mean i make decent money but it's not like fantastic money where i'd be like fuck it i'll just go buy a house tomorrow no i can't do that but it's like one of those things is you have to follow the money but also try to remain calm at the same time if you understand what i mean because if you're not calm, you're not gonna continue doing it. Like, like if you're like, what do you mean? Like remain calm? Like, like when you're investing in we'll something? Say, or it's just like saying, 
are you willing to sacrifice your mental well-being for more money? It's just like uh, Breaking Bad, how Jesse was just so fucking over it that he basically broke down inside like because he was so unhappy with his life. But he wasn't in the beginning. He was happy in the beginning because he was making so much fucking money. But now he's like, dude, fuck this. Like, I don't even care anymore. It's just everybody's gone that he loves and cares about. And it's one of those things where it's just like being a father or being a parent because nobody really knows what it's like unless you are a parent yourself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not, but it's like one of those things where it's just like you hear so many people saying about it. It's like the money doesn't really matter at that point when you're like 90 years old and you look around the table, it's like all those people you brought into the world. It's that's more important than just money. Like nobody really cares about the money as much at the end of the day. And I stopped. That was one thing I started noticing is I'm like, I started getting a little bit more money obviously than I was making before. So I'm just paying off my debts. Like that's all I can really do because I don't really care about materialistic things anymore. I just stopped caring about them altogether. Yeah. It's just like, like, does it really matter at the end of the day? No, not really. It's like, it's like, I'm just kind of over this at this point. And the funny thing is like, I literally, I used to be like, you know, like the sneakerhead, like in high school and I had all these shoes and stuff, which cost me a lot of money. But then again, you sold a lot. I sold, sold, yeah, I sold pretty much all of them. But now literally all I wear are these Birkenstocks and then these Nike low blazers. Those are the only two shoes I've been wearing for the past like six months. I know they're comfortable, and, huh? Yeah, and literally, it's that saved me so much money. I mean, I don't even have a job, so I can't really buy like anything like and expensive. That's, anyway, and that's the same so. thing for me too. Is I still have like the same clothes from high school, and I'm like, I don't really care. It's just like materialistic things are just kind of eh at this point. I'm like, I could go buy these five hundred dollar shoes or five hundred dollar clothes, but I'm like why it's like who am i really trying to impress obviously i'm single but it's just one of those things where i'm like if that's what you value materialistic things and unfortunately 90 90 fucking percent of the girls value materialistic things especially at asu fucking hell fuck asu (laughs) honestly i will never i will never pull an asu girl because she's so fucking a well obviously they're hot but (laughs) <laughs> They're not going to settle down for me, obviously. And the other thing is they just, they don't, they lose sense of what's actually right in this world because of all these fraternities and all these things. They get all this attention from guys, so I they mean, just yeah. don't care anymore. I mean, I can contest, like, all girls really want to do at ASU. This is, like, nine, speaking for 90% of them because I am in a fraternity. So, literally, all they want to do is party drink and like feel hot that's really all they want to do yeah they just want the attention they're just using they want their prime years is what it's called yeah to do it and i'm like wow that's like it's like i want a girl who doesn't want that shit because if you want that shit good for you but that's not part of my lifestyle either and it's not like i'm asking for something that i don't do personally it's like me I don't really party. I don't really care to fucking party. Like I've gone to maybe five parties in my lifetime and I wanted to leave like basically five minutes into it every single time. Just like, eh, it's kind of boring to me at this point. It's just, 
Like, I get well, people who love to party. You don't really drink too, so it makes it like it doesn't. And why I would don't you want to be sober well. around like a bunch of drunk people? You know, what it's mean? just like sure, it's like cool. I get to go watch all these people, but I'm like, I've never really been that like social social person about like oh I can just talk to fucking thirty fucking people at once. I'm like. I'd rather sit down and have a really con- a real good conversation with one person or two per two people, and that's it. That's all I would want, honestly. Yeah. It's just, but when you're at a party, you're just fucking there to have fun, and that's it. And it's like, well, this is kind of lame. Like I don't even have fun anymore doing that. And I started recognizing, I'm like, maybe I'm just like not that extravagant as I am, or outgoing, or whatever the fuck it's called. Like I'm very, I'm very to myself. Like a extrovert. Extrovert. That's what I was saying. Like I, I always thought like I was the most extroverted person. I started realizing I'm like, I'm honestly not that extroverted. Honestly, I just, I just kind of care to be by myself, or with somebody that I personally know or known a long time, and just have like a good conversation. I don't want to just be there. And just like do all these fucking backflips or break my fucking back on a table or something. <laughs> I get people who like doing it, but I'm just like, eh, it's kind of boring like, to me. Yeah, I kind of agree. My problem is like I'm like both extroverted and introverted. But then like when you're surrounded by a group who's like usually all of them are like extroverted and want to do something. Some days I just don't, you know, I just want to like chill and not do anything. So like you just kind of like got to like make up your mind and figure out like what you really want what are you willing to trade your time for what are you willing to spend your energy on yeah and i and i know i'm kind of stealing it from logan paul's episode of impulsive where he's just saying he's like yeah your time or your energy you value your energy if you're just one of those people because he started recognizing over the like the last year he's just not that outgoing anymore he'd rather just be by himself with his girlfriend at that point he just like well, that also happens when you get a girlfriend. Yeah, well, I do feel like that. I don't know. Like I haven't had one in what like three and a <laughs> half years or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, I've had a rough start to it. Honestly, I've had a rough start to it. Yeah, there's been some some tragedies. I know. I've witnessed. I know. Not not very good. Yeah. Just gotta stop attracting the crazy people. And. I, then I again, don't try. Most most girls are usually crazy. Um, like they always have this like sentimental just, honestly, that's, thing that they desire like towards men. And then it's like once they like once the guy leaves them, they just like that like switch just flips and it's like they go ballistic. I do believe guys grow better without a girlfriend. Like they grow more and learn more about themselves. Oh yeah. And they learn not to be so I I don't even know vocabulary anymore. I I just stopped. It's been an it's been an interesting. I think the problem month. is with a lot of guys is they only think about girls for one dating, and then two having sex. That's what guys. You mean status and sex. Status like sta- status and sex. sex. Yeah, but like, just... what really should be the motive is you should just talk to a girl without thinking about even remotely being with her in a relationship or even having sex with her that's what that's what girls like the most they don't like a guy who's like pushy and like and and they can definitely like like sense the vibe too that you're trying to like push the relationship forward yeah it's like like, and trying to impress them yeah like girls just want a guy who 
maybe it will be a relationship in the future, maybe it won't be, but girls don't want guys who are just constantly thinking about having sex and, like, being in a relationship. They just want to have someone to talk to. Then, maybe down the road, like, a couple months or, you know, weeks go by, they realize, hey, like, I kind of like this person. Like, I like talking to them. I kind of get their vibe. Like, maybe we should, like, go out and date. But, like, that's why I don't like dating apps. I mean, like, no offense, like, the people on there are literally just on there, remotely just thinking about dating a girl. And that's the only thing that they're thinking about. When in hindsight, you should, you know, meet somebody, not to date, but just to have a conversation with them. And, you know, like, it shouldn't be about, like, dating and having sex and all this stuff. It should just be about, like, having a conversation and seeing if you actually, like, want to keep talking to this person or not. And then, yeah, I don't know. That's that's just my that's my opinion. That's what I, I think about the dating world. And I don't know. I've, I've kind of done everything. I'm just, like, honestly, I've started recognizing, like, since I started my new job, I'm just like, I'm just done trying. <laughs> it's like sad to hear, but it's just, it's just one of those things. I just stop giving a fuck anymore. I just, I just don't even care anymore. I just like show up to work, get my shit done, like talk to a bunch of people. Like I still enjoy myself doing that, but it's like the dating side. I'm like, I, I just stopped trying. I'm not even spending my time and energy anymore on all that shit because a lot of it goes to waste. Honestly. Yeah. To me, like you've it's, heard, I've done like one date a month for at least <laughs> 20 months in a row and none of them worked. None of them worked out. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like I've tried everything. Like I've met a girl in school, met a girl at tutoring and I've dated somebody older, somebody, well, not under 18. Hold on. We'll push that back here. <laughs> dated someone like who's 18. I'm just like, I went on the one date and it wasn't going to work out. And I was like. It's like, I'm just done trying at this point. I'm just like, you know what? It's one of those things where I'm like, okay, what do I really want out of a relationship? I'm like, honestly, the only thing I want is like peace and calmness. Yeah. And yeah, I guess it's fair. I mean, I mean, the right person will come around eventually. Like when that will be, that might be fucking when I'm four (laughs) 55. I don't fucking know. I mean, I mean, I know a lot of people who've gotten married that in their fifties I mean, my parents are... Yeah, maybe a second divorce after their <laughs> first divorce. Well, yeah, but, like, <laughs> still, I mean, that... Because, like, once you get I don't divorced... Waste to, I don't want to wait till 55 to be married. <laughs> well, then that means you found the right person, hopefully. I mean, hopefully you don't get divorced. <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of those things I've just stopped giving a fuck anymore. I just... I don't even look at girls anymore. It's just, like, I'm just sick of trying. I don't even try to go after them. I don't even try to have a conversation with a lot of them, honestly, unless like conversation sparks up. I don't even try anymore. It's just one of those things. I'm just like, yeah. And like, I'm just going to waste my, it's like, I just feel like I'm wasting my time with talking to them. And I'm just like, I'm fucking wasting my time at this point. It's like, I'm girls, not really getting anything. Girls don't really like guys who are like trying to like be pushy and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, they just, yeah, like I said, they just want to like have like a solid conversation. They, they dip, and then maybe oh, you'll see them in like a day. You know, have another conversation. That's kind of like how like relationships start. You know, like like talking to someone, 
never met them before you run into them you start having a conversation and then you know you just kind of carry on your day and then the next day comes around maybe you see that person have another conversation it's all about not necessarily seeing the person multiple times i mean that has a big factor in it i mean i took uh psychology and that was one of the uh big factors towards attraction was seeing that person like a lot like over and over again that kind of leads to like attraction and they don't even have to be like attract they don't even have to think you're hot it's literally just about like seeing that person like for five minutes a day like that can easily like spark up a relationship but to me that's not really what it's about it's just about like connecting with that person and not even like having like the same like morals or judgments just like having the ability to respect each other for their morals and judgments you know like yeah <laughs> I don't know, i'm just going off right here like randomly and shit i know it's been more of a calm episode this episode i kind of like it yeah honestly pretty chill i mean it's like almost 10 o'clock then again these last couple nights i'm going to sleep at like three in the morning <laughs> yeah well like i mean bad. i feel i feel that like obviously i told you before i didn't fall asleep until 5 a.m yeah you know it was interesting i literally woke up at no i didn't go to sleep till eight o'clock in the morning i take it back it wasn't until eight in the morning and i woke up eight o'clock before eight a.m the next the day before and at like seven o'clock i was just like you know what fuck this i'm just gonna fucking drink some caffeine and go on with my day (laughs) I kid you not, about like half an hour later, after I had like 100 milligrams of caffeine, I was fucking out cold. Maybe you have uh, ADHD. I don't know how the fuck it happened. I literally drank 100 milligrams of caffeine and slept for fucking eight hours. Like, no problem. I was like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like, caffeine's supposed to keep you awake. I heard that, um, because I know people have like ADD and stuff, I heard that caffeine actually has the opposite effect on them like when they take it instead of like obviously like making them energized it actually makes them immediately tired oh no it's not for me though that was that was the whole thing like every time i have caffeine i'm always like hyperactive at that point like, i just like boom 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 boom, 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 boom. because it's like i got get, so like, many ideas yeah and well i mean i still get my like that's one thing i value is eight hours of sleeping too is that's one of my biggest things i'm like i have to have sleep that's i used to never sleep in high school and that was one thing i wish i did more i don't know yeah. I, my phone. I dropped it somewhere i don't really care when i don't get sleep my brain just feels like foggy as shit and i can't even like think like i can't i can't ever focus in school and that's what and that was like something I was researching into where like successful people just don't sleep eight hours a night. But I'm like, where do they get their creative side? Yeah. How like, do they not how do they do that shit? Like, how do they you know? not sleep, go to the gym, do all these different things, and only get six hours of sleep and run a successful business? I'm like, how do they create how do they have creative things? Obviously, they're eating extremely well. Don't get me wrong; they're not. It's not like they're not eating well, but it's just one of those things where I don't really understand it. Like, I need sleep, and that creates and that creates a mindset where I can actually come up with a lot of creative topics doing that. So that's why I need my eight hours because when I have my eight hours, I 
have I just wake up with so many different things I can do during that day. And I can wake up with all these different ideas and have all these things. I can actually like pay attention in school. But when I only sleep like four to six hours, all I'm doing is literally having my brain just like it's only half on at that point. I'm just like, I don't even know how I'm functioning and being able to actually read the board. Yeah, it's it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I'm pretty sure what people do is the best time to go to sleep is between 9 p.m. And then wake up at around 6 a.m. Because those... Well, um, your your deepest sleep is actually considered one... I think it's like one to three a.m. Is like considered the deepest sleep possible you can get. So I thought what, like the deepest sleep was like through like the, the sleep cycle or whatever. Like yeah. when you're in like... Well, yeah, yeah. It's four hours of sleeping. But you know how you said 9 a.m. to 6 a.m.? Yeah, 9 p.m. to 6 9, 9 yeah. p.m. to 6 a.m.? Yeah. You know when when it happens that four hours? That's one AM. Oh yeah. So yeah. I said one to right. three is actually considered the quietest part of the night. Is one to three because there's not a lot of traffic, not a lot of things happening at one in the morning. Obviously people are coming home from the bars, but the the streets are usually pretty quiet about one in the morning till about three in the morning because then people wake up at four in the morning, go somewhere and get their job done for the day. But I'm super excited too because I talked to my boss and he's very he's very good about it too. Thankfully, I have a really good manager at my job because he knows I'm doing full time school, full time work, and he's like, whatever schedule you need to work, as long as you finish your forty hours, I don't care what schedule you work. You can work here three in the morning to like six in the morning. Come go to really? school. You can go, go whenever you want. Like basically that. Well, I mean, you gotta have some set schedule to it. He, that's all he cares. He's like, as long as you have some set schedule with me, I will be okay with it. And that's exactly what I did with him. So, uh, I'm super excited to say it too. Is during the summer, I'm actually going back to an eight to five, and then I'm going to school afterwards. So I'm like super fucking excited because now I actually get to go back to my 11 to 7 a.m. sleeping schedule. And yeah. I always performed the best when I had 11, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Because then I'm asleep and I'm in my deep state by like 3 in the morning, which is in that time frame, obviously. And I always sleep the best because right now I've been going to bed at like 1 in the morning, wake up at 9 in the morning. It's just like, yeah. ugh, I just, I just got the, sick of it. You don't get the best sleep doing I don't even shit. get the best sleep anymore. I mean, I still sleep good, but I just don't feel like there, I have any time in the morning. Mm -hmm. I would much rather fucking wake up and go right to fucking work. That's my number one thing I love to do is wake up and go right to work because the first fucking three hours, I'm not even awake anyway. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, fuck it. I'll, I'll go to work for three hours because yeah. I'm not even visibly awake or actually awake during those first three hours and then afterwards i'm like all right now i'm awake but i only have five hours left to work i'm like fuck yeah this is easy like hell yeah now i get to go home and actually do shit it's a it's gonna be an interesting schedule this year though so i'm actually gonna be monday monday through thursday i have school at 5 p.m to 10 p.m yeah one class that's a five-hour class what the fuck? It's what do you summer, it's summer class? classes, but 
it's a biology class. It's a bio. It's bio one eighty one. Oh. I don't know why it says major specific for it. And my civil engineering degree, I need it. Like I was talking with my advisor. That was the other thing. I talked to my advisor, and she said she was going to send me the notes and the comments and everything. She never fucking sent me shit after the Zoom call. I was like, what the fuck? Like, where the yeah. fuck did my notes go? Advisors sometimes just do forget some and lazy just don't shit. do it. And I'm like, you know what? I don't like, really need it because I just, I had like four questions, and she answered them all in like 10 minutes. I swear to God, it was supposed to be a 30 minute meeting, and she answered all my questions in a matter of like 10 minutes. <laughs> Because I just knew what I was going into it with questions, and she exact she knew exactly what I was going over too. She's like, "Okay, let's see what classes I need, what everything." She was already like perfectly prepared about it, so she was just trying to minimize the time as much as possible. But the sad thing with me is when I talk to my advisor, she doesn't even answer me now. Like she doesn't send me like I tried asking her for like the specific um, like courses for my uh, the semester next semester. Thankfully, I can just figure it out on my own, but I just wanted to see if, like, she had any other options. I sent her an email, like, about five days, I think, before we get to pick our classes. She didn't, she hasn't yet to send me an email. I fucking, is I, bullshit. when I come to ASU, it's going to suck. Yeah. Honestly. Because that type of shit, like, really pisses me this off. This is why I love my community college. I go to Mesa Community College. I fucking love my advisors because they, sp- I swear to God. I send an email at 8 in the morning. I get a response by like 11 in the morning. On a yeah, Monday, Tuesday, nice. a, even a Saturday, I sent them an email and they fucking responded by in like nine hours. I was like, are you serious? Like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is you? Come on, get your shit together. Yeah, get your fucking shit together. ASU. Get your shit together. I mean, I understand they have, what, 20,000 students? Just give or take a couple. Probably way more than that. Honestly, I have zero clue how many students ASU has or just big universities. But Maricopa Community Colleges, they don't have that many students. Honestly, they don't have that many students. And they actually value their students versus big universities. Universities just want your money. That's about it. They'll spend the least amount of money as they can on advisors. And you want to know what also sucks? ASU is having a uh, 3% increase in state tuition. Four to five percent increase out of state, and like seven percent increase international. Yep, it's and that's why I go to community college first because fuck the big, fuck honestly, the big universities at this point. It's just like, come on, dude. Like we're already paying too much for schooling. Yeah. I'm glad that I went to community college first because if I didn't, I would have wasted literally forty grand, forty grand for me to decide to switch to a different major. Yeah, because you didn't really know what you wanted to do. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm just going to go business administration. And then I went back to my old ways and did, did engineering because I loved it so much more. Because I can actually visualize it and know what the fuck's actually going on in the world. Like, that shit was way more interesting to me than it was than, like, business administration. Honestly... I fucking hated business administration. Like it didn't make any fucking sense. I'm like, here's the chart. Here's your supply and demand. I'm like, okay, I get the supply and demand part. Like that shit's easy. I learned that in economics when I was in high school. I don't need for, for you to explain an entire semester about why supply and demand matters. I'm like, okay, so your price matters based on how much supply you have. 
Okay, that's about as much as I got away from it. I'm like, <laughs> are you serious? And then a what? price floor and a price ceiling. That's about the fucking most I got out of that class. You didn't know how to like measure like when like a demand curve shifts or like on a point on a demand curve. Shifts. I didn't give a fuck, honestly. I could go- <laughs> I could not give a fuck, honestly. And they just said when it which way would it go? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't really care. Like, why the fuck does this even matter to me? <laughs> Honestly, I did not give a fuck about those classes. They were so fucking boring. The only, and I will say electives, like, they're so fucking useless. There's so many electives that are so fucking useless. Yeah, there's really like an art. electives out I don't there. mind. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't mind a lot of the electives, but some of them just like, why the fuck am I here doing this? Like, I'm doing civil engineering and I have to take an art history class. Why? Like out of every art every class. elective you can think of, why the fuck would I take art history to pertain to my major of civil engineering? Where do those two co-align? I mean, they're it's, complete. It's opposites. better than me, bro. I'm taking dance at the movies. What? <laughs> yeah. See, do you know what the fuck dance at the movies is? Oh my god! This sounds like Broadway. <laughs> it it it's bullshit. Like literally, the last thing. Or I Or even your fashion class, and you're doing business. I, mean, I like, like I, get, I like the fashion class. Actually, no, I take it class. back. I I take it back. Okay, fashion actually does really apply to business. That 100 percent applies to business. Don't get me wrong. But dance. But dance. At the movies. Are you gonna go up in the middle of a? A presentation yeah, and start, start tap dancing, dancing <laughs> and give out and your presentation. Like, and it's like, like the first part of the second is about like fifties and sixties dancing with like Frank Sinatra. I didn't even know Frank Sinatra was doing like dance like things. You know what I mean? Like I didn't even know that existed. I didn't. But, wait, he danced. Yeah, he danced. But Frank Sinatra in, is a singer and entertainer. Yeah. A businessman does not entertain. He Unless basically persuades you. Entertain. Well, he yeah. persuade. No, it's the whole thing. As a business person, you're persuading. That's all it is, is you're just persuading other people's beliefs and trying to come to your side about it. Well, that's also that has a lot to do with sales, too. Yeah, but, but that's also pretty like good. some some electives I will say are very important. There was one; it was probably my favorite one because of my of the teacher I had. I think I don't know why, but I just loved ethnic relations class. Like I took an ethnic relations class. I fucking thought about switching my major right fucking there. Just really? watching, just doing ethnic relations for some reason. I don't what know that? what it what was, was like. About? Like redlining. Do you know what redlining was? Uh, no. So they actually did a redlining in, I think it was the south or the north. I don't remember. It was somewhere It was somewhere in the middle of the north and south. It was somewhere in there. I don't remember exactly where. But basically they would have these real estate investors, or not real estate investors, but real estate agencies is what it's called, where they would basically direct people based on what they think where they would be best fit in their life. So they would basically put, they had done where they put a lot of the black people all in the same area, but in the poor section of the neighborhood. Mm. And then oh, they wait. took all the, then they took all the white people mm. and all the more. Wasn't this in like the fifties and sixties? I don't know. It was summer. It was, it was just after, I think it was like 30 years after 
when slavery was abolished. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think I remember this. Yeah, redlining. Yeah, 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 yeah redlining with so the they neighborhoods did. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, that is one hundred percent. That was my favorite class because I never knew that was a thing. Like honestly, really? I, you could tell me that, and I'd think you crazy. And then I was actually researching. And I was like, holy shit! Like they actually did this shit. Yeah, it was racist. Or even they actually did a. It wasn't. I don't think it was. But I was listening to some podcast in the middle of the night when I was working. And I did graveyard shift for a month. Never again will I do graveyard shift. I oh, fucking yeah. hated it so fucking much. I would work out like two in the morning sometimes at Walmart, like back then. <sighs> after after about eleven in the eleven at night, I'm just done. Like, give me home. Like, I'm done. Thank goodness I only have to be there two thirty to eleven at night because after eleven, I would just be. I'm out. See you later. I quit my job right now. <laughs> no, I. I will never go back to graveyard shifts ever because all the stuff I want to do, it's all during the day. And when I'm on my off days and I don't get up till six in the afternoon, all the stuff's closed to go for me to go do anything. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, no wonder they get paid more to do graveyard shift. You can't do anything. Yeah, I know. It's like, I get I'm an introverted, but I'm like, I still need to go to Costco. I still need to go get my food. Still need to go get everything. But I can't do anything on the weekends. I'm like, well, fuck this. I'm out. I was like, I got out of the graveyard shift. And I said, I will never do that shit again. Like, do not put me back there. If you put me back there, I will leave right now. (laughs) And was that when you worked at Home Depot? Yeah, that was when I worked at Home Depot. Honestly. It, Home Depot was such an interesting experience that I will never forget in my life. Honestly, it was so – it was crazy to think about it now, but it seemed so perfectly normal when I was there. It just how much they kind of disrespected their employees. Honestly, they just kind of disrespected them and just said, get to fucking work. Like, just do your job. That's all they cared about. They don't – like, they say – that they care about their employees, they really oh, didn't at oh the end God, of the day. No. Yeah. Like, they just didn't care Definitely about not. their employees as much. I was like, man, this kind of sucks. So I'm like, you know what? I just need to never go back. I will, and that's one thing I've noticed. After working this job that I have now, I will never go back to retail or never go back to the service industry or nowhere go back to anything that's minimum wage unless I fucking have to because – after being a machinist, dude, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm getting paid a lot more, and I'm really not working super, super hard. I actually have to think. And that that's, like, one of the things. I'm like, why the fuck am I not in a position? Every time I was, like, in retail or something, I'm like, I feel like robots can be doing these jobs. I'm like, that's why they pay you minimum wages because it's fucking jobs where you could literally be a robot, and it would just do it. Like, that's it that's all it is i'm like i never want to work a job like that again i'm like fuck this i'm done i'm like fucking over this but when you're working on machines you actually have to think and you have to have programming mindset behind it and how to actually apply those skills that you've learned to do something and i'm like this is fucking more my style because and that's one of the things i've noticed i'm like this is why i wanted to be a supervisor at home depot because I'm like, I'm done with the boring shit. Like, give me something where I have to think and actually apply myself to yeah. do it. <clears throat> and I mean, when, you know, that was one of the things I thought about when I had left Home Depot or I got fired actually from Home Depot. <laughs> but I was just so over that, that company. Was I was, 
Honestly, the day I got fired, I was so happy the next day. I I mean, like well, it sucks getting fired. Don't get me wrong, but it's actually proven that to make more money in your entire career, you have to job hop. It's statistically proved you have to job hop. Yeah, and that's one thing you kind of and I've started to recognize. I'm like, people make more money when they like go from one company to another and then go back to the same company. I but, was making, but basically promoted at the same time. My junior year, I was making $12 at Fry's, minimum wage. I had job hops to Walmart, 16 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. It sucked, but same shit I had to do at Fry's. So. But you made more money. But I made more money. Time. That's the yep. whole thing. Yep. Just, you just That's have to find something you're willing to... Like I'm not willing to settle down for nothing. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like this job. I'm like, dude, I can actually get my homework done and do my job at the same time. And right. I'm like, there's no other job I could do that. Like, if I worked retail, no fucking way would I be able to do that, honestly. And I'm just like, this job is so fucking nice because I can actually think, I can actually do shit that I actually want to do. And I'm like, okay, this is actually fun. Like, this is a job I can, I th- honestly I can say it right now. This will probably be a job I will keep until I finish school. Honestly. You think so? Oh, yeah. 100%. If, I mean, if they don't just disrespect us out of nowhere. But it doesn't really seem like that. Like, honestly, it seems like a lot of more people are there for a good reason. And, like, the turnover. And I've been used to working at places where the turnover rate was so fucking high. And there was a reason behind it, too. Like, Home Depot. Like, the turnover rate, I think, was... People were gone in the first year. I think it was 65. No, I take it back. I think it was like 72 out of 100 people were gone in the first year. Like that was the ratio of people leaving in the first year. At the job I'm working now, I think it's like in 7 out of 100. That's how much people. Damn. That's how much 7%. people actually. Yeah, like seven percent. That's pretty good. Of people turning over in the first year and just leaving the job for no reason. Yeah, and that's really I'm good. like, wow, this is this is actually this actually there's something going on here. It's like, okay, maybe I need to start researching into what is the turnover rate. That's that's the whole thing. If you find a turnover rate less than twenty percent, that's a pretty good job. That mm-hmm. sounds like a pretty good job to me. If I can find a job that's less than twenty percent. And that was one thing I was actually, that's like the number one question I have when they say, do you have any questions for our interview? Like, honestly, that's one of the things I added to my list. I'm like, what is your turnover rate out of 100%? Out of 100? Like, I I say, how many people, and and I say, how many people leave within the first year here out of 100 people? And I'm like, if they don't answer me, I'm just leaving. I'm just like, what if they don't know? If they don't know, I'll be like, okay, give your best estimate or no, no, no. I have a follow-up question then. I'm like, okay, why is the what is the reason you have this position open right now? That's the number. That's my that's next good. question is yeah. what it what is the reason for you having this job opening now? That is the number one next question I ask. Like if you don't know your turnover rate percentage, you'll know they Actually, they know their turnover rate percentage because managers have to know that shit because they're trying to reduce the amount of turnover rate. They're trying to lower the turnover rate. So they know. Trust me, they know. But if they don't ask you that, that I mean, if they don't answer you that, 
I'm going to ask them that follow-up question. And if they don't know that, I'd be like, okay, so why would you hire, okay, what is your daily task for us to do? And how has people leaving in the fat, I mean, how has people leaving in the past affected the current workers? Because if they say, well, when people leave, we need to have somebody do our job. So we need to ask, we ask around and it's a team building environment. That's just saying you're basically doing two jobs for the same pay. Yeah. Pretty and much. that's basically a red flag a red for flag. me. That's a red flag for me. And I'm like, okay. So what you're saying is I will have to do other people's jobs when I'm here is what you're saying because we're a team environment. So I'm like, am I going to make team money then? And that's like the, no, I don't even care at that point. I'm like, if you give me those three red flags, I'm asking that question. I'm like, okay, I see that you have this job listed for this, but I'm going to ask for a little more if this based on these three reasons. And I'm going to tell them straight up. That's like, that's exactly what I'm going to do because I'm just a, so much of a thinker. I'm like, okay, well, if you have a turnover rate, one, you need to fill that position more. You have other people who are getting thrown on workloads and the people are leaving because of it. But now they have the insight of me. It's like, okay, if we pay him more, he'll be more willing to stay, hence lowering our, our uh, turnover rate. So, okay, like at least we have prior knowledge of it. So now they're willing to pay more just because of those three reasons because you they started recognizing that you're more qualified than other candidates because you had the questions nobody really asks. And it's just one of those things that kind of levels you up higher than it does everybody else. And I always say there's three parts to an interview or there's three ways you can kind of be more successful in an interview. Have questions that actually pertain to what you're going to do. That's the number one thing. Have a good dress code going into it because you need to know how to prepare yourself, how to see what everybody else is wearing in the environment and dress like 10% better or something. So if everybody's in the office wearing a casual business attire, maybe instead of casual business, step it up and just wear a tie instead. Like all of them are just wearing dress shirts and dress pants but no tie. This time, wear a tie. So you're looking a little bit better than everybody else because you're still trying to impress but not overdo everybody. Right. And the third thing is know what your turnover rate is in the company and know what you're going to be getting into and know how how as other people leaving affected the your workload that you're going to receive in the next six months or so. So it's just one of those things. It's like you got to have that preparation knowing into going into job interviews. It's not, it's not just like securing the job. That's not like all the important part. But a lot of people just don't value that. They're just like, oh, I'm just going into this. I'm going to try to impress them. But I'm like the way you impress them is by taking your time, doing your research around the company, why people are leaving and how people are dressed so you know how to dress better. But on top of that, know your questions going into the interview versus just be like, okay, I'm just trying to get a job, just trying to accomplish something. Like your work-life balance is going to – or no, your your time and energy is going to be spent, I think it's like 60% at your work at your job 
So you need to make sure your job is giving you 60% happiness at least yeah. because otherwise you're sense. just going, you're bringing, mm-hmm. you're bringing your unhappiness when you're on the weekends or everything else where you're like, fuck, I have to go back to work. I'm like, fuck that place. I just don't want to go. I just want to call out. I want to, I'm done with this place. That's how my mindset was at Home Depot. So the day I left, the day I got fired or the day after, I should say, I was so happy and relieved that I no longer had to deal with the bullshit that I was because, I mean, I was getting written up every fucking week for at least seven weeks straight. I swear to God, the most fucking bullshit things you can think of. Like, I could be doing my job correct, and they wrote me up for something. I don't even know what it was. It was some stupid thing saying, uh, like, I was driving the forklift equipment, and I took my seatbelt off real quick, hopped back on, or no, I took my seatbelt off, left it running, to adjust something, but the forks were up in the air and then got back on the forklift, put my seatbelt back on or no, left my seatbelt on, started driving like five feet, put it back on and then got written up for me not dri- driving without a driving without a seatbelt. What the fuck? For five feet. I I got written up for me not drive for driving and hopping on when they needed product immediately. Like they needed that shit to go like right fucking now because the the driver was going to leave without the product itself. And I was in a rush and that's what I did. And I got written up for it. That's bullshit. And it, I literally, I that's swear like, to God, it was literally like the bullshit. most, if you thought of something, it was the most bullshit thing you can ever think of. And that was one of the reasons I was like, this is fucking red flags for me. And I, it just like my unhappiness started from there. And I just, ever since then, I'm like, I will never work a job like that. Where if you treat me like shit again, I'm just leaving the next day. Or I'm literally going up to the manager. I'm like, okay, why did you write me up for that? It's because, is it because you just don't find me productive? Or are you just trying to impress your boss? Because if you're just trying to impress your boss, I'm going to move departments. Like Because if you're just going to do that to me, you're not actually valuing what I do. You're just valuing what I don't bring. Right. Like you're just trying to get yourself promoted and as a leader and I when I well, I'll sell it to and I'll sell it to them and be like as a as you are a leader you're not actually doing anything for your employees like as a leader you should be helping them not trying to demonize them or fucking bring them down and that's exactly how I felt doing that and I brought it up to the I swear to god I brought it up to the supervisor and she got pissed at me for like the next 6 months but guess what? She never fucking wrote me up again. Yeah. She never wrote me up again for something bullshit like that. Because she understood that she actually fucked up. And I had to get the consequences for it. And all she had to do is just be pissed at me. And I'm like, well, get fucked. At least you have your job. Yeah. And I don't. Because I got written up for bullshit reasons. So henceforth, I will not be working as hard around you anymore and she never fucking bothered me again she just said as long as you get your job done that's all i care that was the number one thing is like that's all it takes it takes a simple conversation and simple basically taking the balls in the mouth and fucking (laughs) do it like it sucks do it it sucked doing it trust me (laughs) 
But I'm like, as soon as I did that, I was fucking relieved for six fucking months until I got fired from other, because all the other supervisors were writing me up for bullshit. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done. I will, after this job, I'm like, I started recognizing, I'm like, holy fuck. Like, people got, I was so disrespected doing things. Same thing at first watch. I swear to God, I literally, I had parts where I was telling Andrew about it too as well is when yeah. I was at first watch, they just said, you need to work faster. You need to work faster. I swear to God, I worked the same fucking speed the entire day. I did not speed the fuck up anymore. They stopped talking to me, period, about it. And they just said, man, you're doing a really good job today. I swore to God, that's exactly what they fucking said like a week later. Me doing the exact same fucking thing. Maybe I just, it's because it was like really busy or something. I just literally looked in the manager's faces and it said, okay, that's it. <laughs> like, honestly, I fucking did not work any fucking harder. I didn't get written up or nothing. I just said, okay, and worked the exact same fucking speed. It's not like I was sitting around doing nothing, I was still working. They just wanted me to work like, okay, come on, let's, let's have some sense of urgency around. I'm like, okay, understood. But I'm like, you could be helping me do this, but you're not. So I'm just going to work the same exact speed. So that's exactly what I did. I just worked the exact same speed. And that was one of the things I'm like, holy fuck. Like how you respond to things is so fucking powerful of how it your is. mindset's going to be. It definitely is. <laughs> fuck. You're getting tired, right. huh? I think we should end it there. <laughs> holy shit. Well, I know, it's, it's a pretty long episode, huh? Yeah, an hour long. Is it more than an hour? Or is it just an, an hour, hour and one minute? Oh, wow. Okay, we did hit their hour mark. Yep. Well, I mean, l- let's that leave was it a there. Big tangent. I know, well. Big tangent. It, was a very, it started off a very calm episode, and then yeah, we started like, getting fuck, into. Fuck, 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 you ever heard that song? Fuck, 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 fuck. Oh my gosh, there's a song out there called Fuck, literally. And that's all they say. Fuckity fuck, 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 <laughs> what the fuck? the clean version is that? It's just uh, like blank, no, blank, it was. Uh, God, I I don't know. I don't know anymore. I just kind of over it now. <laughs> it's been a long episode. It's been a long. It's been a long, been a long couple of months. Let's yeah. just say that me just not giving a fuck anymore. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now we have to stay consistent. Now we have to stay consistent. That's the, the hard part. That's the hard part. I'm saying it's the hardest part about doing it. All right, and we'll leave that here, everybody. We will catch you in episode 24. (laughs) Only only 60. We're almost almost a quarter way through. 76 more to go. That's all we got left. 76 at least to do. We We might just do more. We got to do something for episode 25, quarter way through. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Well, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you next time. See you.